on last week's Irrevelations. So he comes home, his wives that he ditched have now been raped, and he's like, mm, what do I do with you? I'm going to lock you away. He goes up to give Amasa a little, just a little good boy peck on the cheek, you know, like you do with your guys when you meet up. I know a little bit about stabbing people in the stomach. They live a while. Much longer than you want them to, I'll tell you that. So sure enough, she says, yeah, I'll throw his head off the wall. Just give me a second. You just keep disobeying me and killing all these people. I guess you just have to continue being general over my entire army. He's like, yes, I'm the sex trafficker general. I just can't imagine being an Israelite right now. Like, your leader is just this, like, f***ing piece of shit guy. He's got all these women. He's got all these children from different marriages. And every time something happens, he just blames his predecessor. Before we turn to the world... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I'll tell you why I was late getting on. Is um, uh, There has to be a term for like, sort of like that kind of like pseudo paranormal uh, situation. But I just heard an ice cream truck. Yeah. We're in the middle of quarantine. That's yeah, sure. got to be like a trap. The worst possible thing. Yeah, that's got to yeah, be yeah. a trap. Like we heard it, and I was like, "Get down, get away from the window." Whatever that is, what, whatever whoever's trying to lure <laughs> these quarantine children out, it's some fucking it shit. But there's no way in hell there's a fucking ice cream truck rolling around Florida in the midst of quarantine with actual. Well, Mickey he's got to make money. And Missy's so fucking dumb. She was like, "I've got dollar bills." I was like, "Get away from the door. Get your gun." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh if he throws the ice cream at you and you pay him with Venmo, I don't think there's a problem with that. Um, I just... No, it's a trap. It's a definitely a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking trap. All right. Fair enough. But, and I, Do you realize that now we're the only uh, church that's still operating, I think? Oh, we're the only church that should be operating. I know there's plenty of churches that are out there operating where people think that their faith is going to protect them from the virus, and I hope they die. Oh, yeah, especially Catholics. I see a lot of traditional Catholics are like, oh, God will protect us. Like, They're all smug about I it. Like, oh, you mass, think- yeah. Like, what, what do you mean I have to go without the Eucharist or whatever the fuck? I don't know. Do you think this will be the thing that actually does uh, Catholicism in? Because they're mostly old, right? To be honest, I'm seeing it more from, like, Bible Belt televangelist shitheads. Oh. Well, on Twitter, I'm seeing it mostly from Catholics. Well, that's the fucking algorithms knowing what you're going to fucking fight with. Yeah, they know that I want to. They're trying to get me banned on my personal account now, too. (laughs) What will you learn? Your only job on Twitter is to shill this stupid fucking podcast, and you just keep getting banned. I mean, it's... Uh, we're still we're on like a two week ban now. I don't know why it said six days, but it's been like yeah, fourteen you're days. You're flying too close to the sun there. <laughs> well, I mean, someone has to be out there and spreading the good news to the people. We just That's got me. a. I'm gonna look it up, but we just got a alert on our phones from the Surgeon General 
Uh, are you familiar with The Villages? Uh, I've heard of it. So uh, I actually used to be an EMT in Sumter County. And one of my, uh, in my range, uh, was The Villages. The Villages is a giant, giant nursing home retirement community. And it is uh. fucking creepy. They have it split into quadrants. There's like, I don't know, it's just kind of a weird, like they have a quadrant that's supposed to look like old New England, you know? So is it kind of like, uh, is it kind of like the, uh, Hunger Games districts, except instead of uh, getting poorer as you go away from the center, there's more dementia. Because <laughs> like that would be a really cool that idea. Would be for, cool. Like you'll like, just get more and more zany. The, far, the, the farther out from the rig, it's just people on their porch naked who have no idea where they are and who their children yeah. are. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Hell yeah. Anyway, it, it's it's an interesting community. It's a it's a retirement community. But one of the things it's famous for is having the highest rate of STDs in the country. Maybe the world. Oh, yeah. They love fucking. Yeah. It's just a bunch of old people past menopause. Their wives are dead. They're down to plow. Yeah. Um, if I ever end up single, I'm going to be over there getting some pussy for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking break <laughs> some hips. But anyway, if you have a grandma there, that's basically the fate that's uh, in front of them. One of the things they're also famous for is they're a big pit stop uh, politically because those fuckers go out to vote. Yeah, um, that's all they got going on. Voting and fucking. They have nothing better to do. Voting and fucking yeah. the villages. Um, Voting to ruin the world that they won't be around for and fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's like uh, Nero fiddling over the burning of Rome, but they're just getting old, greasy bodies slapping that's, together. That's probably what Nero was doing exactly. Probably. So anyway, yeah. uh, they've got a big old coronavirus uh, infection just going. Oh, hell so yeah. there probably won't be a villages. Uh, by the time this airs, which is well, tomorrow, we need to hurry up. And, we need to hurry up and get old, <laughs> so that we can t- go take it over. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio watching the Titanic like sail off, and I'm still on land. I'm like, I got to get on that thing. Isn't the villages the place that's so pro-Trump that someone became famous just because they were the only person in the villages that didn't like Trump? Yeah, they probably got there's, him. There's too. like, no, there's an old man that's like, he's like the only person in the villages. That doesn't like Trump, and he rides around in his golf cart with like signs that say "fuck Trump, he's a pig" and stuff. I don't know. I it's kind no of idea. it's kind of funny. But funny. I mean, just the fact that it's so politically one sided that uh, that's enough to make you famous there. It's a pretty it's just having a different. Political it's a kind opinion. of. I, I would just. It's an interesting place. It's like Disney World for old people. You know, like they've got a quadrant yeah. that's supposed to look like old Key West, kind of like it's all bungalows, and then they've got a quadrant that okay. looks like uh, like New England. It's all brick houses and and like big old banks, and the McDonald's is made out of bricks and stuff. And I got one that looks yeah, like, yeah. like the Southwest. I think I don't know. It's a weird place. That's adorable. Glad to be done with it. A lot of syphilis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I bet that was rough as an EMT. The uh, little Fritchman's disease there. Yeah, that shit will rot your brain real good. Oh man, are you getting are you getting stir crazy? Are you no, going out and about, or are you like leaving the house? At our all? lives, our lives have not changed. <laughs> this is, I'm not kidding. Yeah, either. Like not. that's ha, ha. a lot of people say that as a joke. I'm not kidding. Yeah, uh, I don't go to class anymore, but that was only two hours, two t- days a week. So uh, yeah, there. I mean, really? Yeah, you're retired already. Yeah, I'm literally retired. You guys, do, all the all the graduate assistant work I do is online anyway, uh, so it's like it doesn't you matter. You guys should just move to the villages now. You'd be the fucking king and queen of that place. You could have any dick and pussy you'd want. Yeah, true. We might have to. 
the one thing that I will say that, that coronavirus is upsetting my life is I'm for some reason I'm using it as an excuse not to mow my lawn. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <there's> a, <laughs> Hopefully your HOA dies in all this. I, yeah. I'm oh, kind of they can't drive around. I know it's. I mean, it doesn't. It still doesn't feel that bad. I'm seeing like the cases, and apparently it's bad all over. But in my little insulated pocket of the world, with my chickens and my fruit and my do whatever the fuck I yeah. want, and my sous vide machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, you're the ultimate libertarian. We get. It. <laughs> sure, sure. But like, I, I I feel like we're kidding. But I'm, if it goes full on the stand Spanish flu black plague nonsense, there's going to be a lot of free real estate to buy up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. A lot, of, lot right there near you. you a, there, I'm sure there's a way to profit off this. I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully you've already taken everything out of your The only negative accounts. I can think of to this virus is we might have less listeners. No. That's the old there's, negative. I don't think so. In People that listen to our podcast suck. They don't go out and interact anyway. True. Right? They don't have loved ones. Um, I hope not. They're... They're like all twenty years old, so they're going to be super healthy. Uh, uh, no one likes them; they stay inside. I could see some of them having healthy. health problems. I'm imagining most of you are fat pieces of shit, probably. So, uh, just despicable people. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> I just try to stay neutral with our fan base, even though I do hate them. I hate anyone. I, 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 I hate, hate anyone that encourages this shit. I hate them. We for see listening. the metrics. They're the reason we have to do this every week. Yeah, I know. I would have given this eight up. People that I would have given this up a long time ago, but after disappointing my dad so much, I can't do it anymore. I gotta, I gotta seek someone's approval. Yeah, those the the listeners are the stand-in for your dad. I here. see Is those. I see those anonymous downloads on the uh, on our on our <laughs> on our homepage. I just go. That's that's who I'm doing it for. That's why I keep on living. It's you in Michigan, the person in Michigan specifically. Yeah, that guy. I think there's one of you. <laughs> I, I just I know, don't know anyone. In Michigan, I just know so. I I get the fucking rope. I go in the garage and then I pull up the page. And every time I see there's some downloads, I go, okay, not today. We'll not today. put that Take away. I've got down. this. I've got this fantastic extension cord tied into a noose. I'm gonna fucking do it. But we should write another a going. new A Star Is Born screenplay. But it's just about us, and there's not no one's famous. But we just kill ourselves yeah. and give the dog a steak at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the movie, That's by the, the way. Movie. Great. Okay. <laughs> this is a good podcast. This is good content. It is a good podcast. It's a Bible podcast. Let's, uh, have we mentioned that yet? I don't know if we have. Let's let's just get into it. I, I don't I don't yeah. care about you, me, or anything else. No, nothing matters. Everyone knows what's going on in the world. It's the fucking coronavirus. But this is the this is the podcast that reads the Bible, so you don't have to. And we're still doing it, no matter what happens out there in the real world. We're doing the important are, work here. We are, yes. There's, the Revelations podcast. Th- there's the fucking nurses and doctors yeah. who who are literally like I hate them almost as much as I hate the firefighters in nine eleven. Like they're just so annoyed. Yeah. For, if you're a first responder listening to this, you can't listen anymore. You're banned. Yeah, we hate you. It's all just yeah. like, oh, give me an applause. Give me applause. Look at me. My grandma died today. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Great. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we're the podcast that reads the Bible, so you don't have to. I'm Grant Voice. Ooh, I can't hug my children. I'm Cole Deluski. Thank you for saying <laughs> your name. Uh, and we are on the 79th episode. Um, just bringing it to you hot and heavy. The other sex every number. Week. Not, not as famous, the but sex the other number. one, yeah. Yeah, 79 is... It's like a handicapped sex number. Yeah, good steal. Yes, I made that joke offline, and Cole's now giggling about 
have I get the credit. It. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. So anyways, episode 79, we're still in the book of 2 Samuel, but I think for the last time. This is, we're going to uh, finish this bullshit. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we're picking up in chapter 22. <sighs> There's only, what, 24 chapters in here? So that's three chapters we got to knock out today. Easy peasy. A little bit more about the life and times of King David, um, who I will note, it's getting to the point now where my hate for David has become its own thing. Like it's gained sentience and okay. is going out and like watching my neighbor sleep and shit. Okay. <laughs> so I, uh, that's not me. If you saw, it looks like <laughs> that's me. my hate for David. <laughs> yeah. Controlling my body like a puppet. All right. Okay. <laughs> Finish the joke. I don't know. <laughs> that's it. So anyways, uh, D, I hate him. Right. And it's not going to get any better this week. Uh, it's total downward spiral of a human being. This is the biggest piece of shit that he will ever be, which is saying a lot because he's really been trying, I think, to break that record his entire life. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I We'll have a lot more time to talk about it after the episode and, and reflection and then obviously the recap episode. But I kind of we're going to we're going to be hearing a lot more about Dave. This next chapter is like David's song. And apparently yeah. it's repeated later in the Bible in a, some dumbass book called Psalms. But um, it, it, it's kind of, to sum it up, it's kind of David <sighs> talking about how great God is. I, I don't know. There's probably some stupid word that sums it up better in Latin or some dumb shit. But it, of course. It, to me, I almost wonder if David has just become a pathetic, garbage, broken man uh, as a result of the shame of his iniquities. Or maybe he's just old and he's got time to reflect. I, I don't know if that's how I phrase it no i think he's a bullshit artist through and through <laughs> i think all this is fake I and mean, i think that there's evidence of it but we'll get to that let's, let's kick it off it could be i mean david has moments where if he can enforce on people if he can bully them he'll bully them and if he gets like caught he'll be like oh i'm the victim oh so whatever Let, let's get into it hell yeah so, chapter 22, like Cole just mentioned, it's just a song. The whole damn thing, the whole chapter. We've come across this a couple times in the Bible where it's just like some bullshit takes up the whole chapter. Um, it's David's song of praise. It's him singing specifically to the Lord. And like I said, I think it's some kind of bullshit where he's he's trying to make up for a lifetime of being a piece of shit here. This is like um, that. Uh, like this is like the kind of song that Hitler would sing in the bunker right before he pulls the trigger. Like it's that last huh. hail Mary. Like at least I'm getting into heaven, y'all. Yeah, true. Oh, Hitler is definitely in heaven. Um, so he starts singing. Uh, uh, let's not. There is a part that I do want to read uh, verbatim, but for the most part, I think we could just sort of paraphrase it. Um, he's singing about how the Lord is his rock, his deliverer. He takes refuge in the Lord. He specifically says in the first few verses, uh, the Lord saves me from violent people which to me is a little i don't know i think you just killed everyone right or you are definitely a violent chip. person it yeah i i think if we skip the part where david was a ruthless bandit king killing women and children to cover up his crimes yeah. and his slaughter of the philistines and shit like that we could almost be like oh yeah david the good guy the uh the the merciful i guess i don't know yeah Almost, but even then, I don't, I don't think so. Like it, he's when he's not doing outright war against humans, he's doing conniving, murderous things 
in peacetime. Like it's always he's always at bad. his best. He, he is just a pathetic guy trying to get his dick wet. He peaked when he killed Goliath. <laughs> yeah. All downhill from that. Uh, when he was a kid, when he was a good innocent kid, but he let he's let power corrupt him in ways that I think um, makes Saul look like a saint. Um, uh, there is a lot of fun um, verbiage and buzzwords that I think you kind of hear a lot in popular culture now. The Lord is my rock, and he, he yeah. keeps me safe, and when when violent men come for me, he protects me, and blah, 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 blah. God is so great at protecting David because David, uh, I guess, is a good boy in God's eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of David's... Uh, spill here this spiel yes definitely um this is supposed to i think be a polish on top of kind of all the other stuff that happened in second samuel throughout david's story um now he again keeps saying really nice things about the lord but then he gets into a description kind of of god and i want to read that part because it actually is pretty cool and poetic give it to me daddy so starting Starting at chapter 22, verse 7, he says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called out to my God. From his temple, he heard me. My cry came to his ears. All right, so here comes God. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the heavens shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his canopy around him. The dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, bolts of lightning blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he routed them. The valley valleys of the sea were exposed and the foundations of the earth laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord at the blast of the breast from his nostrils. That's a lot. It's kind of a badass. Uh, this God guy is, I don't remember yeah. any of that actually happening in David's story. Was there any battles where God specifically intervened? Um, not in a long time. I, I should have kept an life. eye for it. I, I don't remember. In David, I, I know that there was like times where like Joshua was fighting people and like God came as hail or, brought confusion about them but i don't really remember any we'll, we'll have to go back for the recap but i don't remember any instances where god actually showed up okay that's fair um yeah i don't think there is i think that it's all it's all like you said there were some like mentions that god helped them do something but never to the level like we saw in joshua see i'm gonna have to go back and like double check because I, it seemed like david's reign was primarily through almost <laughs> ironically was primarily through Joab. Like it, it, I don't really recall any instances where like David was like, hey, what shall I do? And then God came down and fucked people up. It always just seemed that it was like some guy was like, Hey, I'm, I want to do this diplomatically. And Joab's like, oh, and I'm going to stab him in the stomach. Yeah. Joab, the fixer in the background, actually making things happen. In fact, I would say, yeah, Joab has had much more of an impact on David's reign than God. Um, um, yeah, honestly, I'm a little bit disappointed. If, if David should be singing to anybody, he should be singing to Joab. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe there is kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge behind him as all this. King, you know, like maybe I could see David tapping this out. He's obviously playing on his little acoustic guitar that he has right. uh, around the fire. All of his servants have to like listen to him and shit. And like whenever he says the really cool parts, he like looks at Joab. Like, like, you, yeah. you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you, buddy. So uh, it continues from there. 
Um, it talks more about God pulling him out of deep waters and rescuing him from powerful enemies and confronting uh, the disaster and all this stuff that the Lord is, is helping him through. Um, and then it gets kind of ridiculous. Uh, verse 21, and for me, is when I kind of had a what-the-fuck moment. It says, The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. <laughs> according to the cleanliness cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. Okay, so is the implication here... First off, obviously, he's saying, I'm very righteous, and that's why God has given me so many good things. It's a little bit prosperity gospel-ish. Uh, is he saying that his hands are clean because Joab did all the dirty work? Like, I don't that- know. I, it, it, it's a very interesting kind of, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to swing too low, um, but it, it, it's kind of weird that whole like if I completely ignore all the evils that I've done, uh, then yeah, I guess I'm a good guy. You know, like God has rewarded me for the cleanness of my hands. He has recompensed me for I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, David. You're kind of an evil guy. But maybe it's like, yeah, but I was an evil guy for God. You know, like I, I never I never left God in my heart, even though I did a whole lot of raping and pillaging and killing, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... um. It's hard to reconcile the, the, the life that he's led with this. I mean, line, for me, it, it kind of harkens back because I, I was raised pretty much without the, the, the stories of the Bible or really any understanding of Jesus beyond kind of just general cultural explanations of what the whole New Testament story was. And okay, yeah. dealing with people who claim to be better than you, even though they're absolute evil pieces of shit in real life. But because they have God in their heart, that makes it all okay. That's what it kind of feels like to me. Like David's like, yes, I did shit on that baby, but I always had God in my heart. I'm like, I don't know how to take the two things you've just said and make them make sense in my brain. Somehow you're doing it. Uh, Somehow David can be like, yeah, no, God has rewarded me for my my diligence and my love of God. But No, you have to really, I think, bury some of the facts to be okay with saying things like that. Like the argument that I had with a family member that uh, they were saying that, oh, MLK is a bad person because he was maybe a philanderer. And I'm like, well, what about David? They're like, well, David, you know, David did a lot of good stuff. (laughs) It's like, I don't don't know that David did any real good stuff. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I get it. Um, I kind of wonder, what is the sort of... This is one of those things that now I'm really, really thinking about it. I, I need to go back and reread the whole chapter again. I don't know the idea of David as a devout follower of God. The previous metrics that I would consider it is like building altars, yeah. uh, being dutiful in sacrifice, I guess, and, and also jizzing off to God. I has has David made a lot of? I, I I feel like I remember him making some sacrifices. I don't really remember any altars being built or any real abject ways of you know proving um, to God. You I love mean, him. he he had like the significant moments with the Ark, right? When the Ark of the Covenant got brought back into the town, he was dancing, and Mikael got mad at him. I remember that. So he has had like moments of like celebrating God and kind of at least humbling himself, you know, tearing his clothes, blah, 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 trying to show some amount of humility and, and, uh, and like care about God. But a lot of it has been like, like we've keep saying, he's, God's been surprisingly absent from this, uh, story besides the times every now and then that like a prophet hops in and says something, um, 
I guess. Yeah, it is kind of weird that we've had like Nathan and, and other people kind of come into his life and be like, by the way, I have a message from God. And, and then also instances where he's like talking to God or inquiring. I, I don't know. There, yeah, there's a lot it's of. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if it's like him actually talking to God or if he's going through yeah, a priest. It doesn't really elaborate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I, the important thing is, I don't know what the fuck David's talking about when he talks about it. He's like, yes, God has rewarded me because I was such a good boy for him. I'm like, oh, you're a piece Where of you shit. Know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of odd. Uh, the song keeps going. We're only like fucking halfway through this. And for chapter. his statutes, I did not depart from them. I'm trying to find a fucking commandment you didn't break, David. <laughs> <laughs> right? That uh, is kind of funny. Um I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. Like, holy shit. <laughs> this is no longer a praise song to God. It's a... Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think we've seen this shit from David before where he's like, oh, yes, God is so great. He made me so powerful. And why did he make me so powerful? Because I'm fucking awesome. Like, it all really yeah. comes back to David uh, self-flagellating. For sure. I mean, obviously... Not obviously, but I'm pretty sure... That all this stuff was probably written way after the fact. You know, this is a third party doing this work, not right. Uh, right. David. Um, it kind of reminds me of like uh, Carpe Donctum. You know that guy? Uh-uh. Carpe Donctum. Okay. He's a self proclaimed meme smith, genius meme smith for Trump. Okay. You're, you're, this is Twitter. some deep internet shit. I have no idea what the fuck you're yeah. talking about. Okay. Well, basically, it's it's just like so on the nose and, and it's really uncomfortable how. Uh, Again, self-aggrandizing it is how how proud he is of himself for never sinning. It just is ridiculous, and it's insane that someone would be expected to believe this, considering literally just the past few chapters when he's doing like horrible things. Yeah, a, a uh, man whose entire reign has been sort of dealing with his children fucking and uh, trying to kill him or killing each other, the, the constant rebellion, the fact that Israel doesn't even really fucking like him. His only I, I'm trying to imagine a modern analogy to someone who doesn't have the backing of the entire nation. He, they just have a small subsection of the population who just will not fucking drop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of uh, <laughs> they get hard to think of a hard to think of a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> There's like this weird village that just <laughs> that just has a high concentration of supporters. We'll call, we'll call it Judah or the villages or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> the tribe of Judah. Uh, great. Uh, so he keep, after he gets done sucking his own dick for a minute, he goes back to God. He's like, oh, you show yourself faithful to the faithful. You sh- you're blameless to the blameless. You're uh, pure to those who are pure. And you're devious to, or to the devious. Uh, you show yourself shrewd. So basically, you deal with people on the terms that they present themselves. It, it's um, kind of karma. a... Uh, basically, God is a big karma machine. Yeah, it's kind of a he helps those who help themselves kind of deal. Like, yeah. like if you are a good Who's person, trucks? God will be good to you. If you're a piece of shit, God's going to probably... Create a virus or plague to upon you. <laughs> all the old people. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, okay, so he keeps going and then gets to another interesting part. He says uh, in verse 31 As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. And I'm just like, well, there was that whole King Saul thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's hard to call him flawless at this point. Now he's batting um, a thousand. Just. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, it is, again, it's so um, contradictory. It's like when you go bowling. That first game doesn't count. That was a warm up. That was just stretching. You you actually might. All those people that died in the Civil War with Saul and the Philistines, that was just him just getting his bearings. You know, that was him zeroing his sights. It adds up. Actually, I can't can't argue with that. 
yeah, this, God, this just keeps going. So I didn't even really have any notes in this like last third of the chapter. Um, Cause it's God who arms me with strength and keeps me secure. gives me feet like a deer, which sounds like it'd be really hard to walk on. To me, it's like, you're dealing with this like dude who just won't shut up about his girlfriend. You know, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, she's so totally. smart. I'm like, yeah, I got it, man. You just keep talking about it. I'm not the one having sex with her. Like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Or do I? It's funny, too, because eventually we find out why he's doing all this. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, oh, um, God, God. It's like the kind of people that, like, all they do is talk about their significant other and the ways they make them better. Like, the only way I was able to get into Harvard was all the support I got from my family. That's because, I, you know, I, they, they're the ones because of them. I was able to be such a great fucking person and everyone should listen to her, how good I am because of them. Because of them, I'm yeah. so great. Like, yeah, I got it. And, and it's late in his life. Like, he's trying to rescue this whole fucking lifetime of bullshit. It kind of reminds reputation. me of Bill Cosby. Yeah. Bill Cosby is it's like, okay, yes, it is very cool what you did, but it's not going to make up for that shitty TV show you used to. <laughs> right. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, yo, you're just trying to salvage. Like, you and your fucking tropes and your cliche storyline <laughs> bullshit. Like, I, I get the other part, and it's great. <laughs> Sorry, that joke's probably been done a thousand times. Anyways, uh, he says that God pursues and crushes his enemies. That part's kind of true, but if instead of God, we just put Joab. Uh mm-hmm. Crushes everything completely, arms me for battle, blah, blah. God, just, is there anything else in here that you want to talk about? Uh, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer, and he sets me yes. on high places. He teaches my hands to make war, great, so that my arms can bend a <laughs> bow of bronze. Like, yeah, we got it, David. You're great. You won't stop yeah, telling us. You're a strong man. But, it uh, is ridiculous. I have pursued my NSBs, and then there's little things that don't seem very quote-unquote christian in retrospect you know like uh-huh. like the glory of well, god there is no christians so yeah i know but i mean time. assuming it's the same fucking god who's gonna yeah, come yeah, back yeah. later with the new testament nonsense that assuming it's the same god always the same same message never contradictory uh david yeah. sure seems quite built for war um, oh, for sure. and like the next couple of verses are all about how god made him such a fantastic murder machine it's badass. Yeah. You're like, oh, God um, gave me the ability to pursue my enemies and destroy them. I didn't turn back. They were all dead until I have destroyed them and wounded them so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. Uh, he subdued foreigners and made them my slaves. He's given me the necks of my enemies. That's a pretty cool God. Yeah, it is pretty cool, actually. Slaves are badass. Uh, it gets okay. Can we let's just we're, we're I can hear people uh closing their fucking podcast apps. So we get Good. to the end of 22 and we find out something at the beginning of 23 that wasn't evident throughout that whole stupid ass song. Uh, now we get to the last words of David. So I think the implication that what I'm going to read next is his last words, air quotes, because there's going to be more about him. So it's kind of not really the last words, but it the implication is that the last words are kind of a part of this song in a way like uh is that what you took away well so 22 is all just this long ass song and then 23 uh now these are the last words of david and it's still more song so i don't know it, it probably maybe it's like song it's like track two like it's all in the same cd sure, it's sure, in the sure. same album they yeah. record at the same time but that's fair so it tells us next that these are the last words of David. It says, the inspired utterance of David, son of Jesse, which, yeesh, 
Hope he didn't write that, because goddamn. Um, a little a little stroking of the old ego. Uh, it says, The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Rock of Israel said to me, "With When one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. So again... God damn, it's so self-congratulatory. I feel like we wouldn't even be making that big of a deal if David wasn't such a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I feel like if Moses had kind of spouted this shit, and Moses did spout this shit. Not this like, bad. Eh. This is way more self-congratulatory. This is way more. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but M- Moses and Joshua all had their little bits where they were like, and God has raised me up and made me the kind of man that will kill anything. Mo- like, eh. Well, Moses's was more like, Oh my God, you Jews are such a pain in my ass. Why do I keep doing so much nice things for you? That was like his story. There was a lot of that. Um, and Joshua was literally, too, his mouth was too full of like the flesh of children <laughs> and like blood in his eyes to say anything. Right. So it, David it has time to rest on his laurels because they're only having these like little petty battles at this point. Right. And I think he's just, again, waxing a little poetic about himself. Uh, um, the last little bit and. I don't know. Um, he's still talking to himself. Although my house is not so with God, yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. For this is all my okay. salvation and all my desire. Okay, it's because your version sucks, and that didn't even make sense to me. <laughs> Mine says, if my house wasn't right with God, surely he would not have made me uh, made with me an everlasting covenant. Basically saying, okay, all this good stuff that he's done for my family, that he's elevated us to this position of power— it has to be because I'm perfect in God's eyes, right, fellas? Oh, that's a weird way it's, to. Yeah, it's weird that our Bibles would have two completely different. <laughs> yeah, I trust. Because my, my Bible basically makes it sound like he's like, oh yeah, even though I'm so shitty and my family's I think so you shitty, read that wrong. God lifted I think me up. But apparently, your interpretation is like, obviously, my house must be great because God lifted me up. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so we get to pretty much the end of his little last words. He says, yada, yada. Oh, this is really stupid. He says, um, you know, I got elevated to this position. Evil men get cast aside like thorns. And then he gives us this little, like, wiki house section on how to handle thorns. Like, he's a fucking miracle grow or a Roundup commercial. Okay. Like, he says, whoever touches thorns, you have to use a tool made out of iron or a spear shaft, and then you burn them. And it's like, oh... Well, yeah, that is how you handle thorns. I mean, let's let's think about it. Like, there was the way he dealt with Mephibosheth, where he did handle him. He sort of, like, brought him close and kept him sort of within arm's reach and kind of, like, handled him. Put him in a place where he couldn't really affect him negatively anymore. You know, sure. put, uh, yeah. sort of uh, exiled him. But the rebels, he didn't handle them. He dealt with them with spear and torch and iron and fucked them up and killed them. So legitimate rebels, he's like, yeah, but when you're you you know when you're dealing with some things, you can handle them. But when you're dealing with evil men, you just got to fucking beat them to death and then light their corpses on fire. That's just what you do. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I still think it's weird that he describes, oh, you, you have to be careful and use tools to get thorns out. I don't know. It's like, okay, well, I feel like we know that touching thorns hurts your hand. Thanks, David. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm going to take the uh, interpretation that it's an analogy to justify violence against uh, dissidents, which is great. I don't like what you think. It's like like Uh, what uh, we need to do with Hong Kong. Don't 
handle them. Spear, torch, and probably gang rape is what I'm hearing. Hmm. Okay, great. So you're the Chinese government in this story? This is good. Uh, continuing, we now leave David's last words and instead shift to a recap of his mightiest warriors. I don't know why, but we're going to do it. Pretty cool. Um, it focuses on three main characters first. Uh, there is Josheb Bashebeth, um, who is uh, the chief of these three lead warriors, it says. Although that's going to get contradicted in a minute, so hang on tight. Um, just so you know, Josheb is famous because he raised his spear against 800 men who he killed all in one single encounter. Uh, encounter. Now, my Bible has a note that the text is actually corrupted here, and it's not supposed to be 800. It's supposed to be 300. I don't know why that hasn't been rectified. Why? <laughs> or why Bible it matters? Like I'm supposed to be like like 800 people? That's ridiculous. Like no, it was only 300. Oh, all right. Oh that yeah, I could easily yeah, kill yeah. 300 okay. people all with right. a spear oh, in one yeah. sitting. <laughs> it's like when the guy's like, I had sex with 8,000 women. They're like, No, you did. He's like, Okay, 800. They're like, Oh, okay, all right. That's more believable. <laughs> you you've brought it to the realm of reality, and I and I thank you for that. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the next person up is Eleazar, the son of Dodai cool name um apparently as in his group he stood out because whenever david was taunting the philistines at damon which i don't remember past damon um he all the israelites retreated i guess because the philistines came out however is uh eleazar stood his ground and killed philistines until his hand grew tired which i feel like would only take honestly if i'm swing, swinging a big sword that's two people. You're not a big, <laughs> yeah, but you're not a big burly Jew who kills for fun. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's true. It also strangely says that his uh, his hand actually froze to the sword or was clung to. I guess from like the blood stickiness of the blood his or hand like just stuck to the sword. It could be a whole yeah. fuck ton of coagulated blood that made him sticky, or it could just be like muscle fatigue, like it's cramped. He just can't let go. Who knows? I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Like his hand cramped. He up. just Either he killed way. so many that his hand got tired. Basically, his sword became part of him. Is what I'm reading into Pretty it. Pretty cool, and that's badass. It also says that uh, after he killed everyone, the troops came back. Uh, to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead of their belongings, which is badass and very cool. (laughs) Homies help homies. Yeah, you got to help them strip the corpses, even if you didn't do the fight. Uh, Next up of the three is Shema, the son of Aggie. Um, When the Philistines uh, gathered in a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops all fled, but Shema, just like Eleazar, stood his ground and killed all of them, basically. Um, so basically, these guys I see are like a better version of Uriah. Because well, whenever the Israelites pulled back from Uriah, he died like a fucking coward. Yeah. And deserved to have his if wife You can't be abandoned him. by your army and all your friends and family whom you trust, then get out of here. Thank you. If you can't handle me on my worst. Then you don't, yeah, perfect. You don't deserve me at my Eleazar. Um, so that's the three main guys. But then it shifts... And says there's actually thirty chief warriors. What are you gonna do this? What, what do you like, mean? You're actually gonna finish all these names? Does any of this matter? Do no, these I'm people... not reading. No, 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 no. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. There's a lot of stuff before that. All right. Um. So this is what happens. There's these three lead guys, right? That I just went through. David. It says they're they're fighting the Philistines. Uh, this must have been back in the day. I don't know why we're telling this story now, but it's just a fun little thing. So David, I guess, is part of this battle. Uh, 
There's a bunch of Philistines garrisoned uh, at Bethlehem, which is David's hometown, so that might be what's going on. And David says that he's thirsty. He says, oh, I really wish that someone would get me some water um, from the well that's at the gate to Bethlehem. I don't know if it's like you have your favorite well, like if there's a reason that he wants that one. Because that's where he's <laughs> this from. This is a like weird he's like, oh, it tastes- story. Yeah. It's like an Italian being like, oh, you got to... Prego is the only uh, brand to buy. Of sp- <laughs> oh, sauce, I just wish know? I had my mama's meatballs. And you're like, all right, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he wants some Bethlehem water. The problem is, of course, that it's held by Philistines. So what happens? These three jackasses that are his greatest warriors broke through the Philistine line, go to the well, draw water from it, and bring it back. Here's the problem. So they just did this. They did like, this is a movie. Like, he's just like, oh, my throat is so parched. I wish I had the water of Bethlehem. And they're like, mission received. I'm scooping what you're pooping, David. I know exactly what you want. Exactly. No, and no, uh, no Joe Aberanta. Let me risk mine and three guys' lives to go get some water for this uh, important missive of your thirsty fucking throat. Yeah, and they do it. They do. They pull the shit off without a hitch. It's beautiful. They bring the water back, and David pours it on the ground. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> I shit you not. And he says, listen, uh, I can't drink that water. That's basically the blood of the men whose lives I risked in getting the water. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> That'd be, that, that, that'd be like that'd be like uh, like your wife's pregnant. She's like, I really wish I had pickles and ice cream. And you're like, All right, I'm gonna go out during quarantine. I'm gonna get that pickles and ice cream. <laughs> and you come back and she's like, What did you do? And she just throws it onto the hot sidewalk and be like, That wasn't worth your life. I'm like, Well, we had the ice cream. Like we could have <laughs> eaten that. And she's like, But you you broke quarantine. You we could've, can't. You could have told like, me you... not to do it. You know, I, I'll never do it again. But you didn't have to throw out the fucking water. Uh, that is exactly what this is like. Um, so, so uh, yeah, David throws away the water like an asshole. And those are the, that's just, it says, those are some of the exploits of these three mighty heroes. But <laughs> Pretty mighty. But wait, but wait. Abishai, who you'll remember is the brother of Joab and has had a few little stories of his own, was in fact the chief of these three men. You're saying, wait a second, he wasn't even one of them. How is he the chief of them? And it says, well, no. Uh, he so he, Abishai killed three hundred men on his own. So of course he's even more famous than them. So yeah, he's not one of them, but he is still their boss. But he's not with them. But he's sort of like over. It's just whole. The Bible trips all over itself trying to explain how Abishai is part of them, but also is. These not. three guys got some water once, and their boss was Abishai. Who, while he wasn't with them, he's more famous than them because he killed a bunch of guys. Which to me, if I'm gonna, if I had to choose between stories to tell. There's the guy that killed 300 people and the guys that went on a fucking badass water run. (laughs) Saving private water. That's a fucking sweet errand you guys went on. (laughs) I mean, that's most video games I play. So, so yeah, for some reason, we we talk about how, well, Abishai is even cooler than those three. Oh, and by the way, did we mention Beniah, the son of Jehoiada? Yeah, he was a valiant fighter. He he killed Moab's two mightiest mightiest warriors. And no, he wasn't in like the big three, but he also was even more cooler than them too. Like it, it Joanna reads like to me is what I was thinking about during all this is that it's a tall tale. It's a tall tale. I mean, it, yeah, like a Pecos Bill type. He story, killed you know, two like a, lion-like John heroes of Moab, and he'd also gone and he also just killed a lion that day too. <laughs> you know, like he killed yeah, two guys who were like a lion. A and if that's not cool enough. 
also a lion. Yeah, it's it's Paul Bunyan esque to me, just that like it keeps. Oh yeah, and then you know, uh, or what? What do they call it? Like yes, anding your way into this. I guess thing? I don't know. What is the point of this? Is it just to be like, hey, by the way, you Jews, you're you're cool. Your ancestors once killed two guys that were like a lion, and then also a guy that was a lion. I think they're just building up David through the the description of his retinue and being like, yeah, if, I mean, if the people around him were that great, just imagine how cool their leader uh, was. It's kind of like, like a badass. King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Like, King Arthur's great, yeah. but remember that time Lancelot fucked his wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how I pick up chicks by uh, showing them, you know, oh, look, I can I can actually wiggle my toes in opposite directions. Like, yeah. most people can't do it's that. It's like when I pick up chicks, I'm like, you see this one photo of me with Zach Galifianakis? They're like, hell yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Fuck. Uh, the Bible then goes on to name all 30 of the greatest warriors in Israel. Just a bunch of fucking douchebags. I actually don't know There's Zach only Galifianakis. One. Don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> There's only one that kind of stood out to me, and it was the very last one. Did you notice that? Uh, Uriah the Hittite? <laughs> yeah, that's that Uriah. Yeah. So one of... Not, earlier, we were led to believe he was just some random-ass soldier. Now we're finding out, way after the fact, that Uriah, Bathsheba's husband who David had killed, was actually also one of the greatest warriors in all of Israel. So that's who he fucking sacrificed so he could get some strange. What of, what of his what of his chosen... His greatest warrior. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, kind of interesting. Fantastic. I was talking about uh, David, and some guy was like, you know, Uriah was a high-ranking general. He would have never been on the front lines. And I was like, where are you getting this shit? And I guess it's just... Because I wasn't expecting them to mention him at the very tail end as one of David's greatest warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he definitely would be on the front lines and was. I'll tell you what, how so. great can he be if he won't Pretty go home cool. and fuck his wife? Yeah, limp dick motherfucker. Yeah, he's I'm glad he died. I'm glad he died. You know what? Too. I'm going to say it. I'm glad he died. Probably jerked off too much. Had erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I hope his ghost tormented the fuck out of David, though, at least. Okay, so that's chapter 23. <laughs> and let's roll into the final chapter of Second Samuel. Thank God, unironically. Uh, chapter 24. You want to kick it off? What do we got? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So 20, no, <laughs> 22 and 23 is I'm David. I'm blessed by God. I'm his anointed. My people are all great. I'm great. My family's great. Obviously, that's because of how good I am with God. Uh, 24, for no fucking reason, says, again, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. <laughs> Hell yeah, murder boners. David against them to say, go number Israel and Judah. I don't. I don't know what this means. Like, do you have context? So God, I can sort of lay some context on, and it's going to actually make it more confusing. So buckle up. Uh, God basically comes down to David in the flesh and says, listen, David, I need you to take a census so we know how many Jews there are. Now, this is obviously absurd because, I mean, God knows how if this theoretical God character probably should know how many people there are in Israel. Nah, he's omnipotent and all knowing, <laughs> but he also doesn't know. He can't count so good. Yeah, so this is really cool. This is our hey, census episode, and it's a census year. Did you do your census yet? Uh, I got the letter. They said I have to fill it out by law, but uh, I have not filled it out. Just go online. It takes I'm five minutes. Everyone, hey, PSA, do I'm your not census. letting the government right, fucking you track say? me. All right, again with the fucking <laughs> libertarian bullshit. I hate you. Uh, that's the how they fucking get, get you. you. Uh, <laughs> I hope the fucking ice cream man shows up in your dreams uh, and kills you. Um, so I, I guess I wonder is like, does God know how to count? Because it seems like, 
That's a good question. It does. I, I, I'm thinking about it now because he's like, you guys do the counting. Can't you do it? He's like, because uh, every time God is describing something, it's always like, and they numbered like the sands. Are, are you like a reverse autistic person? Is that what this is? It's like, <laughs> I think God might be some kind of uh, not as good autistic kid, like some kind of reverse yeah, rain man. Where he's just like, don't touch me, I'll hurt you. And then they're like, how many how many spoons are on the ground? He's like, I don't know. They numbered as the sand. They're like, it's eight. <laughs> well, since like the Greeks or the Chinese or the Aztecs or whoever invented counting, right. God was around before them, so he's older than that. Uh, so you got to think it's there. hard to teach an old dog new tricks. He probably just never. It's learned. like it's like millennials these days. Like, what the fuck is this Common Core bullshit? I don't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I'm curious if God. We we've never really seen any instance where God's been particularly good at counting. I don't know if that's. Maybe he just doesn't know how. Yeah. Uh, who knows? So he wants David to count all the Jew, all the Jews, and so. David obviously goes to his right-hand man, Joab, and all the army commanders and says, all right, listen, go through all the tribes, the entirety of Israel, and enroll all the fighting men. So basically, it's not just a census. It's kind of like a draft mm-hmm. uh, to see how many able-bodied soldiers we have. Uh, so he says, go fi- go count how many there are. Now, Joab, being his uh, saucy self, says back, uh, listen, you know, love you. You're a great king, but Why? Why do I got to do this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joab, would you go travel the entire nation and forcibly conscript the Jews and then count them? Like, I, man, uh, between your kids lighting my fucking farm on fire and me constantly having to fight all your wars and shit, can I just take a break? Yeah. Yeah. But no. No, you cannot, Joab. The king, it says, uh, the king's word overruled Joab and all the army commanders. Sounds a lot like uh, certain issues we're having with our own administration <laughs> right now. <laughs> and so they left uh, They left his presence and go out uh, counting everyone. So they cross the Jordan. It gives a list of all the places they go. It's everywhere. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, they count the shit out of everyone. Um, and after, it says it took him about 10 months, just shy of 10 months. Um, Joab reports to David that there are 500,000 Judahites and 800,000 uh non-Judahite Israelites. So 1.3 million men. Now, for you numerology people out there, you know we like to compare numbers, see where there might be some weird threads connecting events throughout the world. 1.3 million is actually the number of gallons of fuel (laughs) that the uh, tanker vessel Renda brought to the town of Nome when they had a fuel crisis in uh, the winter of 2012. So something fun to think about there. Maybe there's a connection. Oh, wow, that's very uninteresting. Uh, talking about <laughs> i was there for that Great. that's why I, the number 1.3 million is like stuck in i thought my you were going to talk about how many, so many fighting times. men were capable when moses nope. counted the census with israel or nope. when, when joshua did a census but <laughs> yeah all right some fuel what's great stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking podcast so it says that david uh suddenly has a uh crisis of conscience uh after he counted this men don't know why does not explain to us why. I'm assuming it's because he's been a complete piece of shit his entire life. No, 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 no. So what my Bible, the, my concordances, how they try to phrase this. Okay, good, because I didn't that figure anything David out. has been big on stroking his own penis. Oh, the yeah. last two chapters are all just David. I'm great. My people are great, blah, blah. And it sort of makes the insinuation that the reason David is calling Joab forth to conscript Israel and build an army 
is just so he can remark on what a big fat fucking army he's got. Even though God told him to. Does God tell him the number? Yeah, God tells him to send, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, exactly. My, my Bible's so God tells him to do this. My Bible's concordance. Uh, I'm going to read it here so you understand. Please. In a later account, the action of David is said to have been incited by Satan. Apparently in... Uh, what's that book? Chronicles? In Chronicles 21.1... They're saying that Satan stirred up David's heart in pride and made him want to pridefully assess the military strength of his kingdom rather than continue to maintain simple trust in God. So what my Bible is trying to say is that uh, Chronicles retcons this and says that it's not actually God telling David to count his numbers. It's Satan tricking him and testing him. That, Why? I don't know. It's stupid. It's all dumb shit. Da- yeah, it is Ultimately, stupid. David is saying, hey, let's rouse an army and count our people. And somehow it's both at the direction of God and is also in direct rebellion against God. I, I don't know. It's both It's both for and against God. Simultaneously, a, a measure of his pride that he wouldn't just trust God, even though he's doing exactly what God tells him. I don't know. It's a dumb book. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Thanks, I hate it. Uh, so it says that at this point, David, again, is feeling super guilty. And he goes to God and he says, listen, God, I've sinned greatly in what I've done, which apparently God didn't tell him to do the census. He says, now, Lord, I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. So he doesn't want to become a better person. He doesn't want to alleviate any of the pains of his people. He just doesn't want to feel yeah, guilty make anymore. me good again, God. He's like a fucking sociopath feeling uh, like remorse for the first time ever. It's really weird. It, it seems like a sociopath that got caught with the dead hooker. And he's like, come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry that I have a dead hooker. Okay. <laughs> like, are you sorry that you killed her? I'm sorry I got caught. <laughs> I'm sorry that this is happening to me right now. <laughs> that is precisely the vibe that I'm right. getting uh, from David. So what happens is uh, – God sends a prophet because suddenly they're not talking anymore. Yeah. Again, this is so, so fucking all over There's the a new prophet. Uh, fuck Nathan. Now we have a new one named yeah. Gad. Yeah. Which is also a place, I thought, but whatever. Gad uh, goes to David and says, uh, listen, this is what the Lord says. I'm giving you three options. You have to choose one of them, and I'm going to carry it out against you. So God is kind of a game show host, but super fun. <laughs> it's kind of like when a parent is like, okay, I've seen your grades, so you get to decide. Do I take away your Switch? Do I take away your PS4? Or do I rape you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was like, God, you're so predictable. I was like, and the rape joke. Good. Okay. So here's the three options. I'm going to let everyone decide what they, I'm not going to tell you just yet what David chose. Uh, tell, tell me in, in your uh, in your car, yell it at me, what, which one of these three you would choose. So the options are one, for three years of famine, two, for there to be three months of being pursued by Israel's enemies, so like three years of or three months of getting your butt kicked by in war, or three simple days of plague, right? So it's either famine it's not seven for seven years time. of famine. Nope, three, three, three. Huh. All three, all things are three: three years of famine, three months of uh, losing a war, or three days of plague. Weird. Mine says seven. Anyway, continue. So which is what do you pick? So so you're, to, to you're recap dating. for our listeners, uh, he well, no, I just you can either have a super long famine, it. a super short 
uh, or a, a medium yeah, length being it. chased by people or a super short plague. Yeah. Uh, so which one do you pick? <laughs> Ew, do I choose a massive famine that affects me and uh, do I choose getting chased by people or do I choose uh, uh, some type of widespread global pandemic? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Well, so it's quick. Mean, three days. My, my Bible. Yeah. Three days of uh, just a little plague, just a dash of plague, just a base layer of plague. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. Um, interesting enough, so Gad comes to David. You have three choices. Uh, you can be have a famine. You can be targeted specifically, or there can be a generic plague. And David's yeah. response is actually kind of like, hey, you know, far be it for me. I, I, I throw myself on a God's mercy. Just please, please, please don't let anything happen to me directly. <laughs> Yeah, don't let me fall into human hands. Like, do not let me be captured by Philistines or whoever is what I got from that. That's it. Well, that's exactly what he says. He's like, listen, I throw myself on a God's mercy. Just whatever you do, don't let me get caught. Yes. Um, Conveniently already, the three options are things that probably wouldn't affect a king that much. You know? Well, except for the Uh, getting pursued by enemies for three months. I mean, but he wouldn't be. That's his armies, I would imagine. Who knows? The point is... Uh, David picks the plague, just like Cole. You guys have a lot in common. Well, God sends the plague. David doesn't well, pick. David famine. does not pick. I would have picked the plague. <laughs> Seven years of famine? Three, three years, three whatever. Three years, years, of, years of, famine. of famine? The last time there Dude, was. Dude, I'm the king. I'm going to eat fine. <laughs> the last time there was three years of famine, he had to kill a bunch of Benjamites. And you know how much he hated that. <laughs> yeah, see, you're eating your own words as you say them. Now, God sends a plague, all right? It's supposed to just be a three-day plague, right? Yeah. Um, it says the angel stretches out his hands to destroy Jerusalem, uh, and the Lord relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel, all right, all right, calm down. Let them live. At this point, it mentions... Um, how many people did he die? At this how point, in died? verse uh, 24, 15, it mentions that 70,000 men had died at this point. Yep. So 70,000 people gave their uh, lives... Because David didn't want to feel guilty anymore. David didn't want to feel guilty about performing a census. So, again, to people there who got the note from the government saying that we need to have a census, don't do it. It could bring about a plague. Oh, my God. That's why. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Damn it, Trump. You know you shouldn't have a census. (laughs) This is what happened to me. Oh, dude, which one happened in 2010? Wasn't there probably one then, too? See? So. So it's all up. because of that goddamn government census. <sighs> Shit. So anyways, 70,000 already died, and God says, all right, chill. And it says, at this point, the angel who was doing all the killing, because apparently the plague is a angel, um, is at the threshing floor of a man named Arana, who is a Jebusite. So David hears about this, hears that the angel is the one doing it. Again, this is apparently a plague. The way a plague appears in ancient Israel is as an angel just killing 70,000 people with its bare hands? I don't know. I don't know if he like walks around and there's like fog behind him that chokes people to death or what. Uh, it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just this there's just this rogue angel. He's not mentioned. It's not in It just says when the angel stretched out his hands. Um I don't know if there's any significance to this dumb shit cuz obviously the Jews writing this had no concept of Jesus. 
Sure. Um, and probably according to the or germ theory. Yeah, or germ but theory. Yeah. but the, <laughs> the point being that my Bible likes to 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 make a lot of um, inference on the fact that there's such a thing as God's angel, the angel of the Lord, and then just other angels. And there's like inference that this is Satan. So it's the same yeah, Satan yeah, yeah. that tricked David into doing a census and is now the one like, oh yeah, now I'm unleashed. I get to fucking now I get to kill, kill a bunch of people. Who knows? I don't buy I don't buy that shit. I think it's just a cool ass angel that goes around killing people. He's they're like, you know he killed a person with a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so this angel is on Arana's threshing floor, just laser beaming people to death or whatever the fuck. And David Badass. sees him and then he speaks to God and says, Hey, surely I have sinned and I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Let your hand, so, yeah. I pray, be against me and against my father's house. So when he says sheep, he also refers to himself as the shepherd, right? He's saying this is on the shepherd, not the sheep. Leave the people alone. Uh, let your hand fall on me and my family. Although he obviously doesn't mean that. And of course, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Like when, so, when God was like, okay, I can do all these things. What do you want? And one of the options was you specifically bear the brunt of the judgment yeah. on your iniquity. David's response was like, um, as long as I can pretend I don't, like I, I basically, I'm pushing the ball back into your court, God, as long as nothing bad happens to me. And now that there's a plague loose, he's like, God, come on, man. What kind of dude are you? Fucking punish me yeah. instead. Yeah, you're a dick. God. Now that the punishment's been done and you specifically begged that it wouldn't happen to you, you know? Yeah. So we find then that on that day, uh, Gad goes to David, presumably on God's behalf, and says, listen, David, here's what you got to do. You have to build an altar to the Lord, which you haven't done in a while. You have to build it on that threshing floor, Aruna's threshing floor, where we saw the angel. So David goes there. He uh, meets Aruna, who, of course, immediately prostrates himself in front of the king. He, and David explains to him, hey, you know, I need to buy your threshing floor. I need to buy some supplies to make an altar. And the guy's like, have them. You're the fucking king. Are you kidding me? Like, take it. And David's like, no, I got to pay. For like, normally, yes, that's how my shakedowns work. <laughs> but this time, it's a whole thing with God. I actually have to pay you. So he gives him like a pound and a quarter of silver, um, which is a nice chunk of silver, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the conversion More silver rate. than I've got. It's probably like 10 grand. So uh, he, built, he gets the land with, with no the fucking Yeah, it's good. I'm a good guesser. Uh, he gets the land with the threshing floor, builds the altar, sacrifices some oxen, and uh, bada bing, bada boom. That's the end of the book. Yeah. Now that God's <laughs> now it. that God's had that's his beak wet and his ego stroked, he then pulls the angel back and removes the plague from the land. Yep. So the plague stops as soon as David builds that altar, and that, my friends or enemies, or whatever you may be, is the end of Second Samuel. Yeah. Oof. What a bad book. Yep. Well, we're having a recap uh, coming out We're soon. done with Second Samuel. I'm so sick of it. Um, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this story. So, sure. David, according to the Bible, their own words, uh, responding to the word of God, says hey let's take a census david who yeah. is so loved by god that everything that's happened is just because he's such a fucking steward of god joab who's objectively a piece of shit is like david are you sure this seems like a bad idea so david knows better or so joab knows better than david the true intent of god oddly and then somehow 
nine and months and change later, he's like, hey, I did that numbering thing. And then God's response is, oh, you know what I love to do? Kill some fucking Jews. Innocent Jews. Yep. Jews who had nothing to do with anything. Whose only crime was being counted. More or less. Don't let them count you, folks. Uh, that's on you what happens next. If you get coronavirus because you did respond to the census. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm just saying, not that's a coincidence. I, 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 I did I did the census, but I want to die. <laughs> so I was like, count my shit. Cash me outside. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, um, yeah, it's very bizarre. And again, the crazy thing here is that David is famously the man after God's own heart. Um, apparently is not able to determine heads or tails of what God wants, though, and is always just fucking it up and then telling everyone how good he did of a job later on. I, I hate I hate the Bible. Like, the, the description of the... I don't know. God comes to David. Hey, man, uh, you asked for your punishment. Okay, you finally came clean. You shouldn't have counted people, even though I told you to. You shouldn't have done what I told you to do. And as punishment for doing what you're told, uh, you got to pick how... I beat you. I'm going to give you that one mercy that I'm going to pick how bad your punishment. You get to pick your, you get to pick your punishment. And David's like, okay, how about I, you do whatever you're going to do. Just please don't hurt me directly. And I'm like, well, all right. Uh, I'll kill 70,000 Jews. Like, oh, thank God. As long as someone else paid the price for my iniquities again. I do like though, that this happened because it had been so long since God had like purposefully on his own, killed a bunch of Jews that I was kind of yeah I was itching for it yeah, you know? like where's God where's what I feel like it isn't a real chapter of the Bible if it doesn't involve God killing a bunch of Jews it's not yeah. a real chapter yeah yeah you know? it's not a real it's chapter fanfic and we've had a lot of fake fake news chapters yeah. leading yeah. up to this so <laughs> it's good to, it's good to, <laughs> get it's, it's good to be uh keeping with the motif that's the God I know that's the God I know it's the God I love yeah Kisses to God. Yeah. Heart emoji, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. This for guy. real, though. What, what a fucking wild ride. I like, again, how, as ever, David's like, look at me. God loves me so much. Look at how high he has uh, lifted me. And every time it's time for punishment, someone else gets it. It's his bastard son getting got. It's the people of Israel. It's his children. It's never David. David never suffers punishment for the things he does. No, that's correct. And as soon as the punishment for whoever did it is over, David's back to fucking old times. Uh, Look at me. I'm so great. Nothing bad ever happened to me. I've never performed any iniquities. Nothing bad's ever happened to me. What about all your kids that died? What about Absalom? What about the kid that died? That's uh, fake fucking news. No, as as a baby. Fake news. Yeah. Not Ugh. not actually related to David. It's almost like this was cobbled together by a bunch of fucking t- bored-ass people out in the desert. <laughs> you know? Makes you think. Right. <laughs> I would have put more sex in it if I were these guys. Uh, obviously. Yeah. It would it would just more be More central sex. More it. fingering. Anyways. Uh, any, good. <laughs> do you have anything else about these chapters in particular? I and mean, we still got to do a recap. Still do a recap. Week, so. I guess. I guess. Let's take a minute. We, we we still have to do a more in depth recap. But I don't this episode. To. Let's talk about David's sort of story. We're not done. I don't know. They called it David's last words, but he's doing a lot of talking still. So I, I don't know. And obviously, his story is not yeah. done. He's not dead. 
Yeah. He just I mean, he's pretty close, but not yet. The plague. Um, but what, what is David's arc? Like, what is his overarching story? Uh, I, I get him as a young boy fighting for God, you know, against the Philistines. Like, how dare you? Uh, how dare you attack us, you fucking Philistine pieces of shit? He kills Goliath. Escapes, live in the desert. He's a bandit king. Yeah. He's working for the enemy. Mm-hmm. He's killing God's enemies on the slide, on the sly. Yeah. Uh, and then he becomes the king of Israel, and he's just kind of a piece of shit the whole time. I, what 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 is describe that story to me? What do you mean? Like, like what is what is the point? That's the factual. That that that's factually what happened. But what is the point? What is the arc? What what is his character actually doing? I mean, again, I think that we're trying to put it into a. When I say again, I haven't talked about this in a while. But we're trying to put it into a modern lens, and it's never going to work. Like he does have attributes that you would want in a fucking vicious tyrant king in that era. You know, where you you adored things like dispatching foes hand to hand combat like where you didn't want to uh you know be kind to strangers where you wanted to annihilate other peoples that didn't look or talk like you like these are all things that are great where uh plagues are so common and and unavoidable and there's nothing we can do about it that they do seem like acts of god and that you're able to you know they're piecing these things together like a fucking crazy spider's web of conspiracies and attributing it to religion instead of the Illuminati. But it's basically that shit, mm. you know, it's the same stuff. Just, I, I kind of, I don't th- go ahead. I mean, I also think that the things that were cobbled together to build the David narrative, um, were all pushing towards making him seem godlike, um, in his like personal relationship with God, where he kind of talks to him casually and stuff, but they just did a shitty job of it. Um, if not in those, ter- in you know, the terms of yesteryear, definitely in the terms of today, uh, it's trash. I just get kind of like a BoJack Horseman vibe from him, you know? Like, he was famous when okay. he was young, <laughs> and yeah, he had a sure. few I good moments back in the day, and now he's just this depressed piece of shit fucking and sucking his way through tragedy after tragedy. And even in the moments where he's like, okay, I'm finally clean and clear, spoiler alert, um... But he, he he slips up right there at the end as as always. He's just not capable of making a turn for the better. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's Even when right. things go his way, I think he, David's still like, "Oh shit, I fucked up," and there's another plague. Like, is he ever going to retire? Is he ever going to be good? No, no, I'll never get to actually rest because he is a human. I think that's the one thing that probably an apologist would say is that okay, yeah. At the end of the day, he is after God's heart, but this is. He's still human, so he's still going to be full of flaws, and that's why all this shit's going down. Interesting, interesting. Well, we'll 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 have a big, long, boring fist fight of a fucking recap episode coming up, and then we'll yeah, go go a little deeper, then, cover the whole thing. We'll It'll be fun. The first book of Kings next episode, next real oh, episode. Oh boy, Ugh. yeah. What's our email address? <sighs> well. Yeah, we're down to pretty much just an email address at this point. I don't know why Twitter hasn't unsuspended us, but uh, once we're back, that'll be at a revelations where you can follow us. If you want to send us an email, which is the only way to communicate with us right now, please do so. It's a revelations podcast at gmail.com. We're taking all comers. Don't complete the census. Don't complete the census. If you do, all your old people will die of coronavirus. For sure. And it's on you. Every dead nurse is because you completed the census. Yeah.